Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Beyond the Pitch. I'm Christian Jack. My guest on this episode is Canadian midfielder and CF Montreal midfielder Sam Piet. Now, Samuel Piet has been with this national team program since 2012. And as ever, my conversation with him was fascinating. Sam's become a father recently, um, and that obviously has changed his life. He's still only 26. And I think when we speak to players like this now, it is a fascinating insight into what was and what is now and what is what is to become. Now, Sam talks in this interview about what was before, maybe not necessarily wanting to focus too much on it, but also being that kind of pillar and that leader to the younger players who can make sure that things like that in the past didn't necessarily happen and move forward. I spoke to Sam recently before he joined up with the national team camp, um, but as they get to fly to the United States uh, for the second match, of the CONCACAF World Cup qualifying group, I thought it was pretty important to play this interview because Sam was mo- most likely going to play in that game. In fact, on Thursday evening at BMO Field, he was stood right in front of me as he was warming up throughout the game and I always felt we probably weren't going to see him in that match now it didn't necessarily go Canada's way they didn't get the three points there was some progress there in the second half um, but yeah Canada got the point and so did a lot of other teams in Kharkiv World Cup qualifying through match day one and they na- now head to Nashville so here is Samuel Piet talking about the culture what it's like to be a father adapting a little bit also by not necessarily playing as many minutes for club and country but also understanding and it's clear understanding that he's got an enormous part of those groups a bit away from the pitch as well as when he's on it as well. I expect him to be involved against the United States and he also tells some great stories about what it's like playing them and trying to get revenge for past results. Here is my discussion with Samuel Piet. Sammy, great to see you. It's always a pleasure. You've always got a smile on your face, my friend. And I know things are well with you. You know, you, your little boy at home right now, you're back in Montreal. You spent a lot of time away. Montreal's doing well. Canada soccer game's coming up. Um, life must be pretty good for you at the moment, my friend. Oh yeah, for sure. Just just the fact, you know, to to be to be back home in Montreal, that's a a massive relief. Obviously, you know, being able to spend time in in my city with my family, be, being able to train here, you know, at Saint Dimitrile, playing games at Sal Saputo with fans too. Uh, no, it's uh, obviously a, a very good moment for me. Uh, you know, the team is doing well too, so couldn't couldn't really complain to be honest. Tim is doing really well and good milestone for you recently. hundred starts for the team as well. Uh, that's significant, isn't it? I saw your tweet and it's not lost on it on a young boy for Quebec to come and do a hundred starts for a team like this. Yeah. I didn't know it was my hundred start. Uh, it's, uh, it's right before the game, you know, I did a little, uh, you know, interview, uh, for, uh, for, for the club. And then the guy who did the interview congratulated me for my hundred, hundred starts. I was, I was a bit surprised. Oh, well, thanks. You know, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's obviously, you know, a massive honor. Uh, it's something that you don't really dream when you're young. You just dream of playing football, you know, professionally, you just dream of, you know, playing for your hometown and then to play a hundred games and have a hundred starts. It's, it's incredible. So that's, uh, like I said, a big honor, but obviously, you know, I'm not satisfied and, and obviously I'm, I'm going for the next hundred. Why not? Yeah, why not? So how are you physically? How are you mentally? How are you within your own game right now? Because as you said earlier, there's been a lot of challenges thrown everybody's way, but you know, you, you played in the States last year, you played in the States for the majority of this year. You've been with the national team. There's not been too much continuity in your life on and off the pitch. How are you feeling at the moment? No, I'm good. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm in great shape. No injuries. Uh, physically, I'm fine. Obviously, I'm, I'm playing Less minute than than what I'm used to, to, to play, you know, in the past uh, years with uh, with Montreal. Uh, you know, same thing with the national team. Uh, I didn't have, you know, 
a lot a lot of minutes like obviously I wanted to but you know at the end of the day you just want to perform every time you know the coach calls you uh so you know like I said no injury physically I'm fine always ready to go and uh yeah I can't really complain I'm, I'm physically fine and looking forward to to what's coming for me here we go let's talk about what's coming the world cup qualifiers are here and this is no disrespect to the other games, you know, Aruba, Suriname, they're special World Cup qualifiers always with the special word World Cup attached to them. Yeah. Uh, but this is pretty special, is it not? This is a different level. This is the final level of CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. And it's going to be all hands on deck. You're all going to be needed. Massive games in, in three games in different international windows. Uh, you must be so excited to get back with that group and play these matches. Yeah, no, really, really excited. Um, you know, we did really well, like you said, in the previous stages for the World Cup qualification. And then we had the, the, the great one, sorry, great run in, in the Gold Cup, where I think we, we surprised uh, a couple, couple teams and, uh, you know, a good amount of people. Um, so that was, that was great. But obviously, you know, the final stage, eight teams left, three qualifies automatically. You know, we're, we're closer than ever to, to you know, to, to reach that, that World Cup, you know, that everybody dreams about. So, uh, you know, playing the, those big teams too, uh, it's going to be special. We're, we're able to play games in Canada too, which, you know, has been, it's been a while. Uh, so, no, really, really excited and looking forward to these games. Sammy, take us and our viewers and listeners a little bit into the camp, if you don't mind it, because, you know, we only get a glimpse of it. I'm quite fortunate to get more of a glimpse than some of the public. But from my, you know, insight, it seems like, you know, some camps, they have this persona of being tight. And then, you know, behind the curtain, it's all collapsing, right? You've been there. It's professional sports. This seems real. This seems genuine. This seems like a band of brothers has been spoken about. Talk us, talk us a little bit about that. Is that, is that, is that accurate? Yeah, no, totally accurate. You know, the, the group of guys that we have, uh, you know, the culture that we install, uh, you know, that John and his staff install uh, and, and, and the coat of the shirt that we're trying to live by is, is obviously something uh, special. You know, I've been part of the national team for a while. I made my debut in 2012. And yes, I got to admit, you know, this is, this is the most talented group that I've, I've been with uh, in the national team. But you know, the cohesion that we have off the pitch too. Um, I think you guys see it on the pitch, but off the pitch, it's it's something that I've never experienced before. It's, like you said, a group of brothers that, you know, are fighting for the same goal. And there's no surprise that we are in the octagon, yes, because of the talent and, 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 you know, the quality that we have, but the passion and, you know, the motivation of everyone to, you know, bring this this country and this group to somewhere it's it's uh, hasn't been you know in in a while 86 last time so no it's like i said excited times and there's no better time to be a, a fan of canada soccer right now uh you know like i said we are trying to do great things for us yes but we are trying to you know create something hysterical and and leave a legacy for the generation after us and you're on a great path to doing that. How much does that help you on the pitch, Sammy, when you go on the field that you, obviously the camaraderie you're building off it as a player, how much does that help the reliance, the trust factor, the, the band of brothers? How, what does that mean on, a, on the pitch when you're in those big moments? Yeah, it's massive. Obviously when you have a group of guys that, you know, they're ready to, to literally die for you and that you trust, you don't even have to, to think if the guy next to you is going to make that tackle or run for you. Uh, so Sometimes when you play, you, you, you think a bit less and you just, you just act because you know what the guy next to you or behind you is going to do. So to have that trust within the group, within you know, the, the players that we have in the staff too is, is something that I think has been missing 
uh, and, and also the belief, you know, we have a group of guys that yes, um, are talented or young too, but there's no fear. Um, you know, I think too, too often we, you know, came into games where we were obviously the underdogs and we didn't really know, um, if we should have played just for a tie and just, you know, defend, but that mentality changed a lot. And I think that's the culture we installed and obviously keep working on it. But yeah, that trust, like you said, is, is something crucial that obviously helped the group uh, getting where we are now. Sammy, you're only 26. Sometimes I think you're a little bit older because you've been around so often. You mentioned it. You made your debut, what, nine years ago. That's a re- remarkable achievement to think about Like back in 2012 that you were able to do that. Um, you are a member of what I would consider, and I think what John Herbman refers to as almost the senior leadership team, right, within that group in terms of bringing that kind of quality. But it is a group that is very young. How do you translate to them? How do they look up to you? What's that relationship like in terms of the leadership translating down to the younger players? I think, first of all, you got to you gotta lead by example. Uh, obviously, obviously, what you do on the pitch and off the pitch, how uh, you react with people, interact sorry, with, with the guys, the new the new players sometimes because we still, you know, we're still bringing new players in and how do you, you know, help them settle in the group and, you know, obviously uh, teaching them that new culture. But also I think it's, you know, not, we don't want to talk too much in the past, but, you know, take example of how it was before and how things have changed and how we don't want to go back there and what we need to do, you know, to keep moving forward and, and not go back to our old habits. So I think I have that experience, uh, obviously, with, with the years that I've been with the program to help players, you know, understand how it was and how it needs to be and, and what we need, you know, to, 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 to keep pushing this program forward. So mm. um, and like you said, I'm, I'm 26, which I think it's, it's still young. So I still have, you know, that that mentality where with young guys, I'm, I'm, I'm still very able to hang with them and have that a bit more childish mentality or uh yeah spirit if i can say uh i don't know if it's because now i have a son and i'm a new dad and i have to be with him like that but not to be uh to be you know in the middle of the pack and touching a bit everybody uh speaking different language too obviously uh can help so uh that's that's my role and and that's something that i really uh take very serious We've all got a little bit of infectious enthusiasm in us, right? That youthful exuberance. We've all got it. And I'll get to your son, Romy, with you in a second. Um, you, you talk about learning from the past. The, the Gold Cup, as you mentioned, was, was really successful. Yes, it ended in a crushing manner. Um, but how was that spurred on by the failure of two years prior? Because obviously, I remember you were about to come on in the pitch in, yep. in 2019 against Haiti, and then suddenly things went away. This time, I think about you coming on the pitch, about to come on, and this time it's different, right? I think you're on the side of the lines when Estacchio scored in the quarterfinals, just as you were about to come on for Mark Anthony Kay. Contrast of those two years is massive, mate. How much did that spur the team on to change the, the, the course of history a little bit? Yeah, obviously, you know, in 2018, uh, 2019, sorry, we don't want to talk too much about the past, but there was a lot of learning, uh, you know, from that game and, and that tournament, uh, obviously on the player's side, but I think on the coaching side too. Um, and, and going into 2021, I think that the biggest difference is the mentality that we have as a group, uh, you know, playing 80 where in 2019 we were a bit scared, you know, they did really well. They beat Costa Rica and, you know, we were a group that just got together, um, you know, a couple years before, like one or two years before that. So we were still obviously 
learning how to play with each other uh, together, sorry, and how the group was. But if you look at the quarterfinals against Costa Rica, there was no doubt in our mind going into this game that we want to, you know, get through them, win that game, and then on to the semifinals. So I think against 80, there was maybe a bit of doubt in, in everybody's mind going into that game where in quarterfinals against Costa Rica, there was no doubt uh, on the staff and on the players. And like I said, that mentality that we don't fear anyone now is, is the biggest shift. Uh, and, and that's what we need, you know, going into these big games in Octagon. So there was a lot of learning, like I said, um, and there was a lot of, yeah, I would say uh, just realizing how good we were too. You know, the players that we had and realizing, well, you know, we have a guy who just won the Champions League. We have a guy who finished one of the top scorers in France. Uh, players, you know, performing really well in MLS. So I think we got, you know, aware of that. And also that helped us become a, a better team. Belief can be a massive fuel, right? It really can. Let's talk about the United States. Obviously, a game on Sunday coming up in the World Cup qualifier. Um, I know you played them many times, right? Like your debut, I think, was against the U.S. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, again, your debut against them. Obviously, the, the, the good and the bad of Nations League, the brilliant game at BMO, the struggle in Orlando, and then the Gold Cup game where it's hard really to look back as a, as a journalist and as an analyst, to be honest, as that as being a negative. I don't know how you look at it, that the game you played so well in it, you could see the goal in 20 seconds. And after that, you had pretty much a lot of the United States fans down there, like giving you a standing ovation for how much you dominated the game. Like, how do you feel about this rivalry? How did you feel about that game? And how much are you looking forward to having another crack at them? Yeah, obviously really looking forward to, you know, get a revenge. Obviously it's a different different tournament, different, you know, circumstances. It's, it's, it's a lot bigger now, but I think what we did in the gold cup was, you know, to set the tone. Yes. Against the U S but against every team, you know, to send a message that, Hey, we're, we're, we're a good team. And, and, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to fight and compete, you know, against anybody. And especially against the U S I think that's what we did. Yes. We conceded that goal, which was very avoidable. That's, that was very unfortunate, but I think we try to change, you know, that, you know, rivalry and it's not, you know, U.S. who's going to be on top of Canada and Canada just defending and just, you know, absorbing the attacks from the, from the U.S. I think that game was, was totally different. We had 25, 30 minutes who were pretty sloppy, uh, but after I think we dominated the game and we should have scored and, and, and maybe win. So it was also to put a doubt in the U.S.'s mind that we're a good team now and this is not the Canada from a couple of years ago. That was, that was the main I would say objective uh, from that game, from that tournament. So um, yeah, uh, like I said, we don't fear anyone, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the U S uh, they have some doubt about us. And I'm sure you don't need any extra motivation to play them, right? You zero, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's the U S uh, you face guys. Like I play, I play with Montreal, obviously in the MLS, you face some guys that are in the same league as you. Uh, some, some, some guys from our teams are facing diff other players, you know, in their own leagues. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's our neighbors too. So if, if there's a game that you want to win, especially down there, it's, 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 it's against them. No doubt about it. Just a couple more for you, Sammy. Again, thanks so much for your time. That Mexico game um, was, was obviously devastating for a lot of Canadian soccer fans and players as well, the way it ended. What was it like at the end and how quickly as an athlete, as a pro high performance athlete like yourself, do you switch the mentality in terms of, well, hang on a minute as a unit here, we were really good. And, and as a, again, back to the senior leadership, when do you feel like you have to kind of be that mentor to the young players to kind of bring that 
back to a positive from what was a negative reaction? Well, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Right after the game, when the referee blew the whistle, obviously there was some some disappointment that we couldn't get the result. But we all gathered together in a circle, and 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 the leaders, you know, spoke, and 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 we point out right away the positive. Everyone was was proud of a, the performance and how we played against them, how we played, you know, every game in that tournament. So, like I said, there's obviously a disappointment because at the end of the day, you lose the game, but how we react, uh, you know, in this game, how we manage the game, how we once again created doubt in, in the Mexico, uh, on the Mexico side, that next time we'll face you guys, well, uh, make sure that you prepare well because we're a good team. So, um, no, I think, I think we didn't have to, to, to speak much. Yes, a couple of leaders spoke, like I said, a uh, couple of days to reflect on, on the game, on, on the tournament, but you know, you go back to your club and it's a bit of a different environment and you got to, you know, do that switch pretty quick. Uh, obviously, we will we will review some some points uh, that needs to be worked on against Mexico or throughout the tournament in the Gold Cup. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, we were we were pleased and happy with our performances. And I think that's with with reason. And does that come a little bit from obviously maturity with yourself and just reading the game, but also from your coaching staff? What's the tone set from John and his coaching staff, Maro Biello and others? It's seeming like that they've made a big, big impact on this culture. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, I've only had, you know, good words for John and his staff. You know, the culture, like I've, I've keep re- repeating myself, sorry that they've installed. And, you know, that's, that's a massive part of how we are as a group. Uh, but once again, you know, right after the game against Mexico, the coach didn't need to, to speak. Uh, you know, it was the players who, who took, you know, ownership of, of that group. And, and that's, I think that's what John wants, you know, at the end of the day, he's the man on the sideline and we're the players that are playing. And, and if you're able to take ownership and, you know, take responsibility on the pitch to guide, obviously yourself, but your teammates, I think, I think for the coach, you know, his job is, is done really well. Uh, so you know, massive respect for John and his staff. Looking forward to, to, to again, you know, work with him. I'm, I'm learning every time I'm with him. Uh, but I think we have a group of guys that I think this is a special group of guys. And, and obviously, John played a big part of that. A special group of guys, a special time to play for Canada. Do you, do you allow yourself to think about what could be Qatar 2022? Is it every game as it comes? Do you have that as a motivation as a group? Do you talk about it? Do you hide about behind it? How is it like a positive thing or... No, I, I think it's it's really positive. Um, I'll be honest with you now that you know it's 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 new the octagon and we're in the final stage. I remember the first the first stage that we had to play, like you said at the beginning of the interview, Suriname, Aruba, these teams. It seems so far from you know the World Cup, but now that we're closer than ever, maybe you don't really realize that. Well, it's eight team now. You know, three qualifiers, the four plays another one. Uh, so we're, we're, like I said, closer than ever, and, and, and it's at the tip of her, of her fingers. Uh, so it's, it's obviously tough to believe because, you know, like I said, that's something that you dream about, but there's obviously a lot of work to be putting, uh, you know, throughout this campaign. It's going to be difficult, but I think, like you said, there's uh, this special group of guys uh, that, you know, are willing to do whatever it takes to take this country to a World Cup. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 
obviously dreaming about it, but let's not get too far ahead. No, let's not too far, but you're allowed to dream about it. No question about it. Fantastic times. Final one for you. What's it like? I know you and Chloe have got Romy now at home. What's it like being a dad? Is it, does it change? I mean, they, I know I'm fortunate to be a parent myself, but, but uh, changes your life. No. Oh yeah, it does for sure. Uh, it brings, brings a lot of joy, obviously great moments. There's, there's tough, you know, tougher moments. It's like, it's like, you know, a season where, you know, you, you win a couple games and everyone seems to be perfect and then you lose a couple ones and then it's, it's more difficult. So there's, there's good and bad, but obviously the, ba- uh, the, the good moment takes over and, you know, just being able to spend time with them, uh, you know, finishing training, going home and then just get your head, you know, away from football a little bit, which I, I need is, is uh, you know, it's, it's massive. So, you know, my family is healthy, so can really ask for more uh, and, yeah, I think it's exciting time coming, coming for football. Family is good. Can't ask for more. Yeah, and getting away from football is important, is it not? I remember Thierry Henry, when he was with you guys, said that was the hardest thing about bubble life. No, because you just consistently yeah. with your teammates go back to the hotel, don't see your loved ones. That's, I mean, for everybody, it's the downtime's crucial, Sam. Oh, it is. It is for sure. Uh, especially for me personally, that's something that I really, um, you know, appreciate. Yes, you work in the morning, you work for a couple of hours, you focus on football. But when it's time to, you know, have a, you know, have a downtime where you, you need to think about other stuff. Uh, for me, it's, it's important because it helps you focus more when you really need to be focused. Uh, so to have that, you know, right now being home with my family, uh, friends too, you know, it's, it's, it's something very different than what we've experienced beginning of the season in Fort Lauderdale last year in New Jersey. But it's some things that, it's something that I don't really take for granted now that I've experienced the tougher moments. And yet throughout it all, you've always had a smile on your face. One thing I always appreciate you, but my friend, look, Canada is blessed with a ton of midfielders. You alluded to earlier, the, the, the fight for minutes right now, but you're an enormous part of that. You are a, a true pillar of what the Canadian Soccer Association and the men's side are trying to create. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2021. All the best for the Canadian women, uh, World Cup qualifiers as well. Uh, it's an exciting time. Thanks again for spending some time with us, Sam. Of course, KJ. Always a pleasure and thanks for having me. Always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure indeed. My thanks again to Sam Piet, a true great leader in that national team program as well as his club and for his club as well in CF Montreal. What a great guy. You know, I loved how he talked about continue to adapt in that new culture, that no fear attitude, much like some of the other interviews where they talked about always believing they were going to beat those teams like Costa Rica. And you can sense again that he's going to be a major part of this game on Sunday against the United States. I also just loved how he talked about the fact that a lot of his teammates were really just you know getting together as friends now and you know again the camaraderie is there and the other thing what i what i liked about him was when he said that this now feels real and no disrespect to the other games you know the surinams the arubas those games even the haiti game uh it felt a lo- it felt a long way away from qatar 2022 but here we are now in the final round of the Concacaf world cup qualifying and even the players are starting to feel that it's real as well a reminder post-match on sunday after the game, immediately after the game, you can join me and some of my colleagues from One Soccer, as well as the Canadian Premier League Newsroom podcast, as we recap the game live. That's right. We want you to be involved and actively ask questions. We will be on uh, and streaming that game. Uh, sorry, streaming the post-match game uh, analysis and thoughts as soon as that game is over in Nashville on Sunday night. So join us online for that, and we'll see you then. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the games. God bless, and take care.